This is Sunday to Sunday. A podcast that highlights how everyone's vision for success and the journey to get there is unique. I'm Dean Isaacson. And I'm Andre DaVinci. Let's get real. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sunday to Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us this week and going forward when we don't have guests, we're gonna do something a little bit different where Andre and I discuss a different topic for different podcasts and we're just gonna go back and forth discussing different things. So this week for our first one like this, our first topic is growing pains. We've all had them. It can be personal, professionally, Whatever it is, we all have obstacles we have to overcome, and that's what we're going to start with. So kicking it off, keeping it within the pair realm, this is a project that myself and Andre have been working on for a really long time, and we've definitely had our ups and downs. It started as a concept to be a student-run, student-to-student freelance marketplace, and well, we actually built an entire platform, had people testing it and decided to tear it down and rebuild it and ended up not even building the second one fully. So no matter what you're doing, you're always going to have those highs and lows. And today we're just going to talk about ways that we face them, currently face them, and different ways you can try to overcome it. So Andre, you want to jump in here and talk about some of the different ways that you've been able to face some of the really hard struggles in your life? Because I know you have a really unique approach to how you address problems, because I know you don't stress. Yeah. So like Dean said, um, I don't really stress about much at all in life. And it's mainly because I, I think stress is unnatural. I don't think we were born into this life knowing what stress is. I think it's something we inherit from our surroundings and individuals that we grew up with. Um, so obviously, naturally, there are things in life that become overwhelming. And sometimes things get a little too much and we feel like we have the world on our shoulders or the water is going above our head or whatever the case may be. For me, I think the way I'm able to not stress is maybe like a two-part solution, I guess. So first is mindset. Mindset is super important. For me, I just have an understanding that everything in life is quite simply black and white. There's a problem, there's always a solution. What happens is I think a lot of people, when they start stressing, you don't think clearly. And there are some people, granted, who actually perform better under stress. But for me, I feel like no matter what's going on, stress in general is a inhibitor. It limits you, whether it makes you feel sleepy, tired, defeated. It just kills your motivation when you're overstressed for most people. So for me, I understand that everything, every single problem we have in life, there is a solution. And with a clear head, I've never had a problem that I couldn't figure out. And no matter how complex a problem, I'm usually able to figure out that problem. And if I have a solution and I'm not 100% sold on my own solution, I'll seek advice from people I trust and get their feedback to see if the way I'm thinking is sound and I'm not making an irrational decision. The second thing is take time for yourself. Like me and Dean is where this, I push myself to the max. I literally pull 48, 72 hour days. And then the only way I stop is because my body lets me know bro, you need to calm the fuck down. So then I calm the fuck down. So taking time to yourself, and those days where I, I end up crashing and my body's like, yo, just chill, I listen to it. I just take that whole day and I don't really do any work. And if I do work, it's light work, like research, things of that nature. They don't require too much strain on me physically or mentally to recover. 
But knowing yourself and taking that time to really take care of yourself and cater to yourself is really important. For me, that's why I use my mornings for. Every morning up until about 10, 11, I don't do any kind of work, like actual work work. I'll read, I'll, whether it's a book, article, audio book, whatever. I'll do some research, a little bit of exercise, eat, and just kind of get my mind right for the rest of the day. And then after that, I start taking phone calls. I start doing like work work around noon. And that sounds late to most people. It's not that I just start working at noon because calls and stuff count as work. But for me, because I'm up literally every day, 20 hours a day, that's not starting late at all because I still have a whole 12 hours to work. So it's, uh, it's really interesting because Andre and I, you know, we have very, very different approaches to how we go about one our daily lives but we're just very different people in general. So going back to that first part about how Andre <clears throat> is a very objective person, he can look at almost any different kind of circumstance from a very wide view, a very objective view, uh, versus someone like me who, yes, I can do that, I can try to take that step back, but a lot of the time, by nature, I'm a very emotional person. So when it comes to different things I'm going through in my life, whether it be personal or professional, whether it be a relationship in one sector of my life or another, I really ride a wave of emotions. And it can be way harder for someone like me to take an objective view on something that I'm currently facing. A lot of times, a lot easier if it's something in the past that you can look back and kind of see like, oh, like, you know, I probably should have addressed it this way. I probably should have asked someone like Andre for advice. But when you're in a moment for me, and I think, you know, everyone's different. So everyone addresses different situations in their own manner. But for me, a lot of times I'm riding that roller coaster of emotions. So when, you know, we win some money and you're doing something awesome, you know, you uh, feel like you accomplished something, I'm riding that high. And sometimes it can kind of take over and it's hard to see the objective uh, view of maybe maybe I shouldn't be as happy as I am. Maybe I should take a step back and focus on what's next as opposed to just really going and celebrating that moment for maybe a little bit too long versus the other end when something may not be going the right way, getting caught up in the emotions of feeling negative or sad versus seeing a potential opportunity there or a new window to attack at a different angle. So that's that's a big difference between how uh, you know someone like me and Andre operate. And I think because everyone's different, going into the second part of how Andre kind of addresses his day-to-day -day life and how he goes into things, uh, you know, it's he's very lucky that he knows himself really well. He knows what works, he knows what doesn't work. I like to think that. I know myself pretty well, you know, I have a general uh, regimen in my daily life that I can go into uh, knowing that I'm going to be more productive in the morning. So I need to wake up earlier. I need to wake up. I need to work out in the morning. I need to shower and get to work because when it comes mid afternoon to about 5 p.m., I might be in a slump and later in the night I can get that energy level back up. But at the same time, that's something that I think a lot of people struggle to find exactly what works for them, not just from a productivity standpoint, but whatever it is in your life, it's very hard to figure out exactly how you work in these different areas. Uh, and that can include how you operate in different kinds of 
uh, working or personal relationships. Uh, and I think the biggest way that you can figure that out is just by trying as many different things as possible. I think it's the same philosophy. You listen to people like Gary Vee in terms of trying to figure out what you're good at. I think it's the exact same philosophy. You just have to try as many things as possible, try as many different ways as possible until you see what starts to click and see what starts to become a routine. Because when you do that, it opens your mind to different avenues that you may not have thought about before that you may end up being more successful in than others. So uh, yeah, the next thing I kind of want to go into is talking about self-confidence, because I think when you do face a lot of different hurdles, that's a big thing that jumps out for me is when you're riding that roller coaster of emotions, if you can't take it from a objective standpoint, how do you keep a high level of self-confidence to be able to power forward, whether you're trying to reach a specific goal or you're just trying to get over a breakup or whatever it is, how do you keep that level of confidence in yourself to know that you can can go forward? So Andre, uh, what's your biggest way that you can stay motivated, but not just stay motivated, know that you have the wherewithal to accomplish whatever you're going to accomplish, even when you are uh, having a hard time although I know you do take it from an objective standpoint, but when you do find yourself a little bit in the hole. So for me, I guess the equivalent of being like a little bit in the hole would be taking on way more than I probably should. So like right now, I'm currently obviously building a pair with you, working on my own personal projects while also working with two different creative agencies. Uh, one of them, I'm actually helping them do client work. The other one, and, and like facilitate client work. The other one, I'm actually helping them build um, an in-house platform for their agency, as well as restructure. Um, and also helping uh, a family member build out his business as well. So obviously, there's a lot to do, and there's only so many hours in a day. Now, I think for me, it's a little easier to manage because I do have more hours in my day than most people, as far as waking hours. So for me, I think... The way that I keep from getting down or feeling overwhelmed is I'm confident enough in myself. And the things go back to that last point about knowing yourself, right? I've done so many different things career-wise in my life. As you know, I started designing because I was doing music. And before I was doing music, I was actually an artist, like drawing, painting, stuff like that. Um, and it just all led me back to design. But doing all those things, and especially getting started at a really young age, I never really doubted the things I could do because almost anything I put my mind to, I was able to achieve it. I was able to do it. Um, I remember when I was in, I want to say fifth grade, uh, I used to play on, in the summertime when college stuff was out, I used to actually play football with college students, college football players. Now, mind you, I was never the tallest person. I still am not the tallest person. When I was in fifth grade, I was maybe like four foot five, if that. I was a midget compared to these college kids. But it didn't stop me. I just, once again, like you said, knowing yourself and knowing capabilities, I knew I had good upper body strength. I also knew I couldn't tackle them like a normal person. So I figured out, okay, what's the best solution for me to solve this problem? And I realized if I wrap their legs up and lift, they can't run anymore. And then I just timber. I just let gravity take me. And that's how I tackled them. So I approached everything when I feel like I take on too much with that same kind of mentality. It's like, okay, this shit is getting real. It's a little heavy right now. How can I mitigate that weight? And using that same logic of what can I lift up and just let it kind of just go? 
so that way everything else flows smoothly. So knowing yourself and then knowing your capabilities, I think is the best way to not ever feel defeated. Because if you know what you're capable of doing and you're confident in your capabilities, then there's nothing you can't accomplish as long as you stay within those parameters. But I think something that a lot of people struggle with is there is such thing as being overly ambitious. And even though something might sound great, knowing your limits is important. It's like the whole discussion about, you know, knowing your weaknesses and your strengths. And knowing your strengths is great, but you can practice your strengths all day. It's not going to make you a better person because you're already good at that shit. But what you want to focus on is your weaknesses because that allows you to be better than you already are. Your strengths will already get better because you already have those. So by nature, they're going to get better as you grow. But your weaknesses, if you never pay attention to them or if you just accept them as a weakness, they will, they will either stay just as weak or get weaker because you're not putting work in. Yeah, I don't, and I want to jump in here and kind of focus on when you're, while you're talking about weaknesses, I want to kind of jump into the failure side of it. Because yeah. when you say sometimes, uh, you know, trying to overachieve, trying to do too much, can be tough when you don't know your limits like obviously knowing your limits if you do know them that's fantastic but getting back to not always being able to know your limits because you haven't been tested enough to know that i think the best way uh to get to that point is to fail and you know yeah. back to back to uh where we've been with pair i mean back to, it's a it's a roller coaster and I like to look at things as there is no winning and losing. You're either winning or you're learning. So like when you're, when you're failing, those are really just opportunities to look at things through a new lens. When we try to put out a platform and, you know, realize it's not, it's not working out or there's a, there's something wrong with the team or any of these other things, it's really, really hard in the moment. And it eats at your self-confidence when it's something that you've been working on so hard and have believed in for so long. So if you've believed in something for so long and then you kind of see it tumbling down, it can kind of make you self-doubt yourself sometimes. So how do you take those failures and look at them from a objective standpoint? I think it just comes with repetition and, you know, failing fast and I mean, failing sucks. People always say like, oh, failing is great, but it, it is the worst feeling. But if you look at it in the moment or at least give yourself some time to look at it a couple of days, a couple of weeks, whatever it is, to try to see ways that it can benefit you, maybe it opens up the door for a completely, totally different opportunity. But if you can try to look for small, different ways to learn from the, the whatever you were doing and find new ways forward, I think that's the best way to build your confidence because you know you fell, but you got back up and you pursued something different or you just went in a bit of a pivot. Uh, yeah. and, I think, and I think one more thing, then I'll hand it back over to you on that front is I mentioned that you, know, you might have to take a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months before you can look at it from that standpoint. I think taking that time, and I've actually, I'm kind of in this spot right now, but taking that time is so important. And it's not just time away from it. It's time to focus on yourself. And when you're in a place where you can take a step back from everything you've been going head first into, when you kind of have your head underwater because you are so focused on it, you're not, you're not looking at what's around you. When you get that time to take a step back and take it for yourself, 
I think it's really important to figure out what do you need as a human, not necessarily uh, on a professional level or whatever specific angle you were going at before, but what do you need personally to better yourself so you can do better in these different areas? And for me, I just want to share, you know, some of the stuff I've been working on personally. Uh, I was actually supposed to go abroad. I'm going to be a senior at Syracuse University this coming semester. And I was actually supposed to go abroad last semester. I actually subletted my apartment and I actually had to find a new place to live when I decided not to go abroad for other reasons, uh, including, you know, working on pair and making this whole project my life. You know, I wouldn't go out as much. I literally decided to pass up on a huge opportunity I wanted to do since before college, which was going abroad, to build this. And when different things hit you that you weren't expecting, it's really, really hard to overcome. So this summer, for example, something I've really figured out I needed to work on was just getting myself mentally right. And that included working out. That included doing something that another thing I've wanted to do since middle school was doing Tough Mudder. So that's actually the reason we didn't have a podcast last week, which I apologize for, was I was up in Long Island with a buddy of mine. We literally decided three weeks before Tough Mudder, which is for anyone who doesn't know, it's a 10 mile, 20 obstacle course. And it's just absolutely incredible. It's all camaraderie based. It's not a race. You're trying to help each other across. You're trying to get through these obstacles. It's really, really amazing. Makes you feel incredible at the end. And you build bonds with literally random people on the course. And it's really awesome. So I would literally just say, focus on what you need from a personal standpoint. What's going to make you feel uh, not only accomplished, but just more complete as a person so you can move forward uh, and keep going. So, uh, Andre, we'll get back into uh, some other stuff here, including, uh, you know, when you're working because you, you're a perfect example of someone who handles and juggles a lot of different things at once. For people who are either trying to get into a new project or a new start going into a new path, what are some good ways to get your feet wet and kind of make that leap without that hesitation of like, oh, I really want to, but uh, is it something I can really do right now? Do I have enough time? Do I have enough energy? Do I have enough experience? Do I know enough? What are some ways you can really just dive in as someone who's a teach it yourself, do it yourself kind of guy who's been able to work on so many different projects uh, and have success with it? Yeah, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit because this kind of goes in hand to hand what we were previously talking about in this. So and I'm going to geek out a little bit. Um, So the aspect of, like you saying, taking time when you fail to actually reflect on it and, and cater to yourself and your needs is really important. And I think I'm, I'm going to use design references here. But essentially, when we're building platforms and technology and stuff, we do something called user testing, right? Which is basically, we have this hypothesis and these assumptions about what our users want. So we built that thing. But the only way to actually make sure that we're delivering a product users actually want is to ask the users and get feedback. So in this case, it's almost like user testing yourself, right? If you fail or even getting started in something, taking the assumptions you have about why you failed or why it's so hard to start this thing, and really asking yourself like, is this reason really the reason or is it something else? And obviously that requires you to actually be honest with yourself and true to yourself like, are you not doing this because you just think it's actually something hard or is this because you're afraid of the failure? 
or are you afraid that it's going to cost you too much or whatever the case may be. But really analyzing what your actual core reason for not doing this thing or for doing this thing or why this happened is really important. And this goes into the question you just asked about how to get your feet wet. I think if you feel passionately about something, especially if it's something that you keep coming back to, then you should just drop the hesitation because if something inside of you keeps bringing you back to the same thing, then it's something you should probably do. And you'll learn it upon the way, even if it's something you've never done in your life before. I can tell you right now, everything I know about design and anything, even when I uh, doing music and starting my own uh, record label when I was 16, I didn't know a damn thing about recording. But when I was 14 years old, I decided I'm going to record my first mixtape on a cassette. And then from that, I learned how to use software that I had no idea how to use. And then I taught myself how to do design because I didn't want to pay somebody else to d design it for me. Also, because I was a freaking kid, I didn't have money to pay anybody for anything. So knowing that you want to do something is the first step. The second step is literally just taking that first step after you know. Just do the smallest possible piece of that thing you can do. For me, getting into design, it was just going out on a limb and designing a mobile application for the clothing brand Diamond Supply Company. And I, I just sent them an email. They never got back to me or anything like that. But that was the little taste I got. And then I showed it to like friends and stuff, and they gave me feedback, and that got me even more hooked because they liked it. So despite whether my intended goal wasn't what happened, like Dean said, sometimes it may open up new doors for you that you see. Or there's a saying that says, like, for every door that closes, a window opens or something like that, however that saying goes. But it's that same concept. Just because the initial way you envision in your mind isn't the way it was supposed to be, doesn't mean that's not the way, doesn't mean it's still not the way to go. And I think, um, I was reading an article, this was a long time ago, but they were talking about the kind of, it should mindset and it's, it basically goes into talking about like a lot of people have the mindset of it should it should have been this way that should have been me I should have did this and it's because they have preconceived notions of what their life should be and that prevents them from seizing opportunities or living the life to the fullest that they possibly can because they have this almost like a fantastical view of their life and whenever something doesn't meet that that un, that un, really unrealistic standard because it's something that you just made up in your head, then they feel defeated. It's like they can't do something. So literally, you're literally holding yourself back because you feel like things should go a certain way or should be a certain way. And I think we all should know by now that nothing in life ever goes as you plan it to go in most cases. But the goal isn't to get things to go exactly how you want them to go. It's to get things to go in the direction of where you're trying to get to. It's knowing the destination, even though the road to get there may change. There may be some detours. There may be some roadblocks. You may have to take back roads. You may have to go around a whole state just to get to your destination. But that's the part that's fun. It's the journey to that destination. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree anymore. And that actually brings me to, uh, you know, back to my, my journey where, where I'm at right now and things I'm working towards. Uh, and it's, I think it's something that people don't uh, appreciate enough or at least, you know, understand or uh, really talk about enough is opportunities you weren't expecting or weren't necessarily looking for. And yeah, being able to not only seize them and go after them, 
but accept them because a lot of times when you're working towards something or you have a goal in your mind, at least this is, you know, for me personally, when I have a goal in my mind, it's very hard for me to kind of think about anything else because I want to go all in on that goal. And if other things come up, which may be good opportunities, a lot of times it's hard to uh, see yourself doing that when you focus so much of your energy on thinking about pursuing another angle. So yeah. right now, that leads me into, I've actually had an incredible, incredible opportunity to, and I'm very thankful uh, to be able to do this, but my dad has actually been working on this incredible new personalized health platform, which is seriously going to change the entire healthcare industry. I mean, it's it's literally that crazy. And, you know, growing up uh, with him as an entrepreneurial dad, you know, he's the CEO of uh, Village Green Apothecary, which is a leading integrated pharmacy. So I, I grew up around a healthy entrepreneurial family and dad who, you know, was into these different kinds of things. So I personally became passionate about it because it's what I grew up with. So my dad's been working on this really amazing platform with the founder of Bastyr University, which is the Harvard of naturopathic medicine. He, uh, this guy, this guy, Dr. Joe Pizzorno, he was uh, advisors to presidents Clinton and George W. Bush. And he's like the godfather of clinical nutrition. He's amazing. So they built this artificial intelligence platform that looks at your lifestyle, biochemistry, and DNA to actually give you a 360 degree viewprint of your health. And I was so focused on pear that it never even occurred to me to get involved in working with my dad to help build this and scale and launch this platform. So I was lucky enough that uh, being home for the summer, I, even before I was home, like working with my dad, just kind of always getting updates on everything, you know, giving my input, uh, giving my two cents, seeing how I could help in any way ended up leading to the opportunity of me actually joining the team. So when I got that opportunity, I was kind of prepared for it because I was always passionate about it. I knew what was going on. I thought I could always help and give value in some way, but it was still hard for me to wrap my head around going in a different direction than I was trying to go in. Instead of building my own company full time, because I'm still, I, we're still building pair, but having, Andre, Andre is like amazing at handling all these different projects and building multiple things at once. But I've always just thought about, oh, I'm working on one thing. I got to go all in on one thing. But having an opportunity to work on a platform like this and get this kind of exposure and grow my own business, marketing, all these different skills in the meantime. It's, it takes work to understand and realize and actually seize an opportunity like that when your mindset's in a different place. So right now, I've been able to actually understand that this is something that not only could benefit me, but that I'm passionate about and that I want to do and that I love working on. Uh, so I'm really, really excited to be able to do that. And now I'm on the team. We're doing incredible things. Uh, check it out, honestly, because it is really, really cool stuff at iqyouhealth.com. And I mean, it's just really awesome stuff. And then on top of that, I was able to 
take that time back for myself over the summer, working on things like IQU, completing Tough Mudder. And then right before the school year ended, at the last minute, I took a step back and realized it really, really, really has always been important for me to myself to go abroad. So now I'm going to London this coming semester. So it's really taking that time when you're able. I think the biggest takeaway I've gotten out of this experience over the last six months has really just been if you can take that step back, if you have if you have the wherewithal to be able to do that and just have the capacity to try to look for different things you can do to better yourself, it will 100 percent pay off in the end. And it will lead to new opportunities for you. And it will just make you happier because you'll be able to focus on what you need from a you first standpoint. Because the way I kind of look at it is like when you're on an airplane and the flight attendant tells you, if the oxygen mask drop down, you need to cover your own face first. You need to put your own mask on first before helping others. Because unless you help yourself, you can't help others as well. So. Exactly. That's that's kind of the outlook I've gotten out of this entire thing. But yeah, Andre, what do you think? I agree with everything you just said. And it's, it's funny you actually uh, brought this topic up because um, I just checked my email this morning uh, for the first time in a few days. I usually try to check it every day, but as you know, I've been kind of going too hard lately. Um, but I actually got a email from one of the heads of a design team at Uber. Um, saying they came across my work and wanted to talk and see if I'd be interested in working on his team at Uber. Um, and usually when I get emails like that because I already, like I said, knowing yourself and knowing your limitations, I already know I have a lot going on. So to me, taking on that, it just seems like that's just compounding all the stuff I already have going on because that would be a full-time position on top of everything else I'm doing that's essentially not full-time. Um, which is a lot easier to manage, which is why, like, for the past year, two years, I haven't really worked for a company in a capacity where I was just their employee, period. Because I work better with the flexibility of being able to schedule my own time. Um, but even though I know that it may be too much, I'm still saying, yes, let's talk. Because the reality is, even if you feel like something may be too much, until you hear the other person's side, until you hear what the offer actually is, you don't know. It's an assumption. So again, it goes back to that whole self-user testing. You don't know what you don't know until you know. So no matter what offers come your way, no matter if it just sounds completely horrible, it just seems like something you would just not be interested in, allow yourself to be open-minded enough to at least hear the person out because for all you know it might be the opportunity that would change your life but you just passed it up because of an assumption so I definitely commend you Dean for taking that that step to realize like hey there's something here right now that I can build and grow off of that can also benefit me and help me grow the thing I'm trying to build myself because I've I've actually worked with Dean's dad on uh uh, some stuff related to IQU and it is an amazing platform like what he's trying to do with it is revolutionary so learning from that experience and the things that you can learn from a home like that is invaluable and I can speak to that just because I've worked with other tech companies where I've learned a lot from just being exposed to people not necessarily doing the work that they're doing or even being anywhere near hands-on with the stuff and projects they're working on but just hearing them talk about it, being around that environment 
has taught me a lot from just personal growth to working with other people to communication to actual trade skills. So I definitely agree. Expose yourself as much as possible. Take the time to reflect on who you are and what you want out of life. But at the same time, be open-minded to new possibilities, to new opportunities. And don't be closed-minded or narrow-minded just because it doesn't seem to align with the thing you're going for. Totally agree. 100%. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up today? I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, what it comes down to is uh, the, the main point of this podcast was growing pains. Everybody has them. Everybody goes through them. But I think where most people fall short is something we've been talking about this whole time is knowing yourself enough to know what those growing pains are and why they happen. Like I said, for me, I know I tend to push myself harder than I should. But when I start feeling a certain way, and it's not like I can't do more work or whatever, it's just I feel slightly different than I do on a normal basis. So it's not like I, I, I just crash and I feel sick or I can't move or I'm groggy. It's nothing like that. It's just I don't feel uh, 100%, I guess. Almost like if you had a cup of a uh, cup of juice or something sitting on the table and you come back and you notice that it's no longer a thumb away from the top. Instead, now it's like half empty. And you look at your little your little cousin or something, you see he has a, a mustache or juice. Like you can tell something changed about that cup, but it's not like you don't have any juice left. So it's, it's like that. But I think just knowing yourself and being honest with yourself is the key to getting through any kind of growing pain yeah and taking that time to figure out what it is you need definitely exactly love it all right thanks andre that was really great and guys we're really as we start to get our facebook group our community of doers creators entrepreneurs freelancers as we start to grow that and keep doing what we're trying to do and build it we want to hear from you we want to figure out the best way that we can benefit people because this is for us. This is for us to figure out how we can help each other. Yes, we want to get value for ourselves out of the community from as an individual standpoint, we want every single person to benefit, but we want to make sure it's something that it's a place that people can go to to help others as well. It's all about bettering each other and bettering the community as a whole. So if you have any ideas, if there's anything specifically that you guys want to see formed in the group or direction in which we take it, feel free to hit us up whenever. Comment in the group. Join the Facebook group, Pair Freelancers First. Uh, and of course, the link will be in the bio. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time.